For Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose, I'm Ken Beaulieu. For nearly 80 years, Standard Textile has revolutionized the textile experience, earning more than 80 patents for products designed to deliver longevity, durability, and value. With operations in 12 countries, this innovative company serves customers in the healthcare, hospitality, and consumer markets worldwide. Standard Textile's purpose to inspire care, comfort, and change in the communities it serves is as true today as it was in 1940, when the company was founded by Charles Hyman, an immigrant from Germany who had escaped from the Dachau concentration camp. My guest today is Judy Schroff, Vice President of Brand Marketing and Communications at Standard Textile. She joins me to discuss how the company defined its purpose, gained internal consensus for it, and the lessons learned along the way. Judy, welcome to Beyond Profit. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. How are you holding up these days, Judy? Busy. So mm-hmm. Just extremely busy. And like everyone else, trying to make sense of what is happening in our community and doing the best that one can. I do think it's very appropriate that mm-hmm. we're talking about purpose today because just when one begins to feel a bit overwhelmed, it's so helpful mm-hmm. to just pause and really remind yourself As I mentioned at the top, your company's been around since 1940, and it's built on this whole notion of providing a better life for people and giving back what you do through your community efforts and more. But it was just recently where you developed a purpose statement. I just want you to elaborate a little more on sort of having the value of having a defined purpose in times like we're experiencing right now. We did. We have been helping others mean, succeed. We've never really formalized an articulation of a purpose. We just do what we do. And what we do is we really deeply care about others. And the company has always to helping others succeed in whatever that means and in whatever situation that we're in. So in terms of COVID-19, what has occurred is that, you know, we have started a purpose initiative, our purpose journey back in last August. And that's when we really wanted to formalize and articulate a purpose statement so that we could really provide some strategic direction to efforts that we're doing in our communities, as well as give more meaning to our employees so that they can really see that what they do on a daily basis has an impact in our community. But before we were actually able to roll out that new purpose statement, COVID arrived. Formally, we were unable to communicate it, but what happened is that we leaned into it. We leaned into our purpose more than ever. In response to COVID, well, the company's first response, like any other company's first response, was the health and well-being of our employees. How can we make sure that they are safe and secure? And how can we put remote work tools in their hands so that they could continue to, to perform their uh, work from home? Because we do service the healthcare market, and we want it to be able to 
ramped up our communication with associates so that we could be responsive to their concerns. And we really led with empathy. And so although we were unable to formally articulate and roll out our purpose, in our communications, we began speaking about it. So Standard Textile services many of the hospitals in this country, and primary products include reusable textiles and apparel, including a protective apparel that is in great demand right now. So our healthcare customers are on the front line of treating patients and saving lives. So we needed to position ourselves so that we could work really relentlessly to ensure that they had the continuous access to those essential supplies needed to safeguard both their health and the health of the patients and their families. So some of the things that we did leaning into our purpose is that we really increased our production of those protective apparel, but we also pivoted and revamped our operations in this country to focus on making face masks and face shields in order to provide our healthcare workers and our customers with additional protection. And that was really interesting to see because we also service hospitality. So as hospitality business, you know, nearly came to a standstill, it, we reassigned associates from hospitality to focus on servicing our healthcare customers. So I think really connecting what we were doing to something as meaningful as protecting our frontline workers gave new meaning and new meaning and motivation that really it was again it was very inspiring to see how our employees were approaching each day with this strong sense of purpose. I was going to ask you as a follow-up, just the impact on staff from revamping your operations. And clearly you're saying that it just did act like a big, it was a big motivator for your staff. You know, it was a motivator because first we're all healthy. You know, we were very fortunate that, that we are all healthy and the company took really proactive measures before other companies in the area were doing some of the things that that then became requirements. We put those measures in place pretty early. So we were very thankful for that. But at the same time, when we're all part, I guess COVID really made it clear that we're all part of this global community that's really struggling with the same scary issue. Employees to know that the work that we're doing does make a difference. It was truly motivating and inspiring. Well, that's terrific. And and I thank you for all your efforts to help frontline staff. Truly appreciated. I'd like you, if you would, Judy, maybe take me back to the start of your purpose journey. Describe the process for me for defining your purpose and how you kept everyone focused on the task at hand, because it's not an easy process. It's not easy. We I can't 
tell you how many times I've read the playbook. The Center for Brand Purpose, just making yourself available and providing me some guidance. I mean, that was very helpful. So we did approach it as it's not just about us, it is about others. So we really wanted to make it very collaborative, very open, that we knew we could get lost in the weeds if we didn't ground ourselves in some guiding principles. So those really, really did keep us focused. I will say then we immersed ourselves in history. One of our guiding principles was to really ground it in the founding story. That's where you start, the right. history of the company. So we explored the company's archives, old newsletters. We watched videos of former family members and early employees that were recorded at various milestones mm -hmm. in the company's history. And we listened to Charles' son, Paul, who is now in his early 80s, and he, he served as um, the company's president and CEO for several decades. We listened to him retell the company's story. But as we were doing this, we really listened for keywords, words, and action. We were really looking for those things that kept repeating themselves. So, you know, even though I like to say we've been a purpose-driven organization from the beginning, it's getting at that it, mm -hmm. you know, that quote, in quotation marks, it. Like, well, what is that has been driving this? And one thing that was repeated in some of the, the work that we saw and explored is that our founder firmly believes that we're on this earth to take care of others, particularly those who are less fortunate. And that became our big idea. So it helped us first land on that as a big idea to help inform the purpose statement. So we, we really started with the core belief of the founder, but then from there, I mean, I feel as if that was the fun, easy part, and then it got a whole lot harder. So sure. But some of the things we did, you know, we held workshops, we conducted surveys, we did quite a bit of research, and we really narrowed it down, believe it or not, this is narrowing it down, mm -hmm. to 39 potential statements, as you can imagine, that's so broad. I mean, but that, and I think it's because if we were all saying something very similar, but it's such a challenge to say something in such a concise, clear manner that captures such a big idea. But we just kept reminding ourselves that of what Charles' vision was and what he, he his firm belief was in taking care of others and helping others achieve a better life. I guess that the challenge was narrowing down from the 39 statement to one statement that would resonate. Sure. Um, How long was that process, Judy, just to get it down to one? That took several months. The amount of feedback was tremendous and even asked for volunteers within the organization who self-identified as creative writers to join the effort. So what we thought we would do is really put some creatives on it. And, you know, let's take those 39 statements and whittle it down to just a few. And we did. We were successful in whittling it down to about four statements, but we still didn't feel as if we were reaching that one statement. So I think the challenge in doing this is really being collaborative, embracing 
were on the journey. I don't know if you remember this, but when we got down to two statements, I call I call Center for Brand Purpose again, and I'm like, okay, here's where we're at. We landed on two statements, and one felt very safe to the organization, and one felt a little, I don't want to say unsafe, but it was challenging. And at the end of the day, the communication to the leadership was, and I believe this wholeheartedly, that a purpose statement should not make you feel safe. That if you're truly committed to change in our community, you should feel a little unsafe. You should feel challenged. You should feel that it is a bit of a risk because change does not occur otherwise unless you're willing to step up to those challenges. So I was really pleased with where the purpose statement landed. We know you shared at the beginning, inspiring care first and change in our community. And that's why, you know, the COVID-19, horrible as it is, really leaning into that, it was a bit, it felt very natural. Mm-hmm. It's already embedded in who we are. It's already embedded in our organization. It's embedded in our, in the way we approach innovation and creating products. It's embedded in the way we treat people. So it felt very it felt very right. It validated. I guess that's bottom line is COVID-19 truly validated our purpose statement. It sounds to me that staff really got fully invested in this effort to come up with this statement. As you said, you were reaching out to all groups to take to partake, and it sounds like that they were more than willing to help out. Absolutely. You know, that surprised me. I'm glad you brought that up because that surprised me because when this leadership team first formed, I had solicited the heads of our business unit as well as the heads of our functional, our functional leaders. And I was soliciting some assistance. I gave them the background that they were already aware of, but I had really envisioned them appointing a member of their team to serve on this committee. And I was very surprised that our top leadership wanted to initiative in this project. So I was surprised and I was very pleased because as you know, like the purpose has to be driven down into each aspect of the organization. So to have functional leaders right there along with, you know, on the journey creates those ambassadors. So anyway, everyone was very much on board. So Judy, as you delve deep into your history, as you mentioned, to discover why your business exists beyond profit, was there something that you found particularly surprising? Jewish woman whose son had gotten into 
trouble with the law. And she came to Charles and asked him if he could loan her some money to help get her son out of jail. And Charles agreed to loan her the money under the condition that be able to mentor her son so that he could encourage him to continue his education. So Charles did mentor him. The young man completed his education and he ended up, as the Nazi regime started building in Germany, he started rising in the ranks of the regime. But it was this man who helped Charles escape from the concentration camp because he never forgot that active kindness that Charles had shown him. So when I said we were listening for repeated words, we heard words like second chances and everyone the chance to succeed. And so it was just, again, like it was just very moving that some of the details that were uncovered as we explored more of the company history. I mean, obviously, you're the, you're the backstory of Standard Textile is incredible. As a result of what you found uh, through digging through your history, do you feel that you're going to be relying more on Steli, on storytelling moving forward? We will. One guiding principle from the very beginning is that we need to be humble in our storytelling because Standard Textile is an incredibly company. When I joined the organization and I learned all of the good things that they do, but they aren't discussed, I was blown away. And as a communicator, I wanted to tell folks, you know, this is such a great company. The company has such a humble beginning and they take a very humble approach in doing what they do. They do what they do because it's the right thing to do. They don't do it for publicity or for one to storytell. So that needed to become a guiding principle so that we could gain the trust of our leadership team that we will be very thoughtful in the storytelling and that the story is not about us. The story is about those who are helping the community. So we will be able to speak more about what we're doing um, in the communities in which we live and work and mm-hmm. play, but the approach will be a very humble approach. So for those listeners who may just be starting their purpose journey, what lessons do you have for them that they could potentially apply to their business? I think it has to be definitely a cross-functional collaborative approach, and that does take some time, and it takes some commitment from leadership to devote that time to the effort. I was fortunate in that our leadership recognized that it, it is important, so we were able to devote the time needed to get it done. I would also recommend alignment sessions with stakeholders along the journey. For instance, after we held a workshop and created our guiding principles, you know, I had an alignment session with my stakeholders just to ensure that they were, you know, that the guiding principles that we had identified were consistent with what they, in their view. So I would definitely build in alignment sessions. And I would say the other, maybe a third one, is that if you're not 100% confident in where you landed, you likely have more work to do. Because 
when I thought at one point when I thought we were finished, I have to. I mean, I wasn't comfortable. I wasn't comfortable 100% with where we were at, and that suggested to me that we weren't finished. So, anyways, that would be my third recommendation. You've talked a lot about you know the challenges that you have to overcome to get to your purpose statement, but it sounds to me that it's also an energizing process, and I think that's important for people to hear. It's so energizing. Mm-hmm. Like as a marketer, I could make this my full-time job for us. I mean, it's energizing because it's being able to articulate the DNA of that organization. When I first started at the company, I can remember a tenured salesperson said to me, as standard textile, you either have it or you don't have it, but no one has ever been able to define it. And I think the purpose, the purpose is it. Standard textile is an inspiring place to work because the it is about providing care, comfort, and change. It's definitely energizing. And to be able then to have a strategic direction for our actions moving forward is going to allow us, again, to be able to formalize our storytelling and be able to really be part of this larger community. Mm -hmm. Well, let's end there, Judy. So how do you ensure that your brand's purpose remains at the center of every decision you're making moving forward and that you have that commitment that you had as you were trying to find your statement from staff that that would link that continues for years on end? I would say if it's authentic and truly part of an organization's DNA, it will be core to all business decisions. 80 years ago, we're celebrating 80 years this year, but 80 years ago, our founder, I mean, he really built this company around a purpose of helping others. And I am absolutely confident that is not going to change. So I would say moving forward, if it's authentic and truly part of the DNA, it will be core to those business decisions. That's terrific. Well, Judy, thank you so much for joining me today on Beyond Profit Podcast. And congratulations on your efforts today and your purpose journey. Ken, thank you. And thank you again to ANA and the Center for Brand Purpose. It's been comforting for me to have someone to lean on during this journey. So thank you. No problem. I'm I'm certainly glad to help. To learn more about Standard Textile, please visit standardtextile.com. That's standardtextile.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.